Welcome in. This is the Jock Market Power Hour for the Masters. I'm Rick Gaiman, that right there, Joe Idoni. Joe, we are back at it again on a Wednesday night, this time for the first time an event that we have already had a cash market for. Absolutely, yeah. Christmas Eve is finally here. It's Wednesday before the Masters. The excitement is palpable. Uh, we're ready to go. Uh, big time jock market day today for us. I think tonight's going to be huge. I see a bunch of people in here already dropping their handles. We're going to give away some free bucks again. And we got a great new promo code too for anyone who hasn't tried it out yet, right? This, yeah, okay. There's a couple of housekeeping items we got to take uh, at the top here. So first of all, this is the biggest week ever. So we've got the biggest deposit bonus ever. It's $50. So use the promo code POWER50 if you would like to join and get your $50 deposit bonus. If you are new and have no idea what is even happening here, we are playing stock market DFS on the jock market. We are currently in the IPO phase until about 9 p.m. Eastern time. Right before that, uh, this IPO is going to close. And until then, we are going to bid on golfers. We're going to talk about their prices. And we're going to talk about what that actually means for them to return value to you. Uh, it's, it's, It's bonkers, Joe. And we're already seeing pricing shape up in a crazy way. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got some guys who have already cleared some some big time thresholds. Uh, the next 45 minutes is going to be chock full of movement up and down the boards, which kind of culminates in that final five minutes of electricity that, that closes down the power hour that happens anytime, essentially between like 8.57 and 8.59. There's like a 90 second window where it can close. Uh, and once it closes, anything that you have bid on, you will be allocated those shares as long as you haven't been outbid. So pay close attention. Um, and now new to the jock market this week, we have the ability to favorite players. So keeping track, we we made it. We did it, guys. Uh, keeping track of those guys that you want to target this week is now easier than ever. You can star them. You can favorite them. If it's not showing up in your app, force close it, reopen it. It'll be there. Uh, makes it all the better. That's right. The feedback that we have uh, as a community given to the guys over at Jock Market, they are taking heed. They are making updates and now favoriting of players is available in the app. Additionally, we've got Jock Bucks to give away. And the best way to get access to your Jock Bucks is to drop your Jock Market username in the chat. We will, over the course of the next hour or so, uh, randomly draw five names to win those dollars. I think that's everything, Joe. Are those all? I the think that's it, that man. Let's get into it. We got so much to talk about, so many players to talk about. Uh, let's just roll. All right, before we do that, and I think these are some really good examples for, for for new players, is I've got all the data here from last Masters, the November Masters. We had a cash market. This data and every cash market data is available on rickrungood.com. You go under PGA Tools, you go to Free Tools, you go to Jock Market. It is all there for you to see and for you to use. Joe. Dustin yeah. Johnson closed the IPO last time in November at $10 per share. That's the that's the period of time we are in right now. Uh, he finished the tournament in first. So, of course, that turned into a $25 a share payout. So if you had DJ, you made 15 bucks a pop. Yeah, two and a half X on your money. Not too bad considering he was the highest priced guy going in. Uh, look, it's it feels a little bit, I don't know about you, Rick, it feels a little bit different this time around. I mean, he came into that Masters last year so hot on top of the world. 
Um, yet he's still the number one player coming back to a place where he just won coming back to a place where uh, he's familiar and has had good performances consistently. Um, what are your thoughts? I'm interested kind of on, on DJ this week. What do we do with them? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty bullish on DJ. Listen, there is nobody who can flip a switch like DJ can. You know, he thought he played very well at the match play. He thought he struck the ball well. He said if it was stroke play, I think the results would have been a lot different. Instead, he didn't get out of his own group. Uh, I think he's going to be just fine. I have no worries about Dustin Johnson. And to illustrate kind of the value that you can get in these jock markets and right now, Joe, during this IPO phase, two of the guys that finished runner up to Dustin Johnson in November, uh, Sung Jae him and Cameron Smith on Wednesday night that week they sold for four dollars and two cents and four dollars and sixteen cents respectively returning a profit of nearly sixteen dollars and nearly fourteen dollars per share per share so if you were loaded up on these guys mm-hmm. you certainly made a lot of money hundred percent. And that's where we see sort of week to week after doing this, we see the biggest bumps in ROI on these guys kind of right in that three, four, five dollar mark, because should they finish in the top five, you're going to go five X on your money there. So that's where you see the biggest jump. Now, that said, there's also sort of the biggest risk there because those players, uh, while they do have a ceiling to potentially top five, they also have a, a floor to potentially miss the cut. So your guys at the top are a little bit more of your safer bets. The guys in the middle um, a little intermediate, and then your sort of penny stocks on the bottom are big time risk reward boomer bust type plays. But uh, with a shortened field this week, eighty some guys, you can kind of, you know, I know we talked about this last time on the on the Masters uh, show, but you can kind of cross off those bottom, in my opinion, those bottom sort of fifteen guys. You know, you get rid of the old guys, you get rid of the amateurs, uh, and you're left with with a relatively small crop of players, which you can kind of isolate some value in different spots. Yeah, that's right. And this is a a smaller field, Joe. We're going to have to figure out how to kind of parse through that because you mentioned it. There's guys at the bottom that are past champs. There's amateurs. They're very unlikely to to, uh, inject themselves into the mix around here. And and you've got, I'm sure, the payouts in front of you. I think we're doing 60 payout spots this week with uh, the tournament actually with top 50 and ties are going to make the cut. So you could actually uh, get more than a dollar back on these guys. If you, even if they don't make the cut from what I'm understanding. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So they're paying out a dollar per share is sort of the minimum that you're going to get back. So you're never going to go totally to zero on the jack market, which is another kind of fun thing. You're always going to get something back in the account. Uh, but even top 60. So you can potentially, with it being top 50 and ties that make the cut, you could have guys that miss the cut. And we've seen this actually over the last couple of weeks where a guy will miss the cut and you'll still get a dollar twenty-five, a dollar thirty back. So those payouts incrementally increase uh, from a dollar all the way up to $25, starting at you know, payout or finishing position 60th and all the way up to first place. So anywhere in between, you can fall in that spectrum. All right, go ahead and hit the like button for us. That goes a long way. We are going to, uh, in just a few minutes, draw our first name for 20 Jock Bucks. That's where we give you uh, literally $20 to play on Jock Market. It's going to buy you a couple shares of whoever you want. And then I'm ready now, Joe. I'm ready to show you for the first time this evening what the Jock Market is shaping up with. And... It is two guys standing alone currently at the top, but I guess I should say four guys because Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson are both $9.01. Bryson DeChambeau and John Rahm, both $9 already. We are 35-ish minutes out from IPO closing. Are you surprised to see four guys already through the $9 mark? 
A little bit. Yeah. To be honest, um, you know, we're not used to seeing that. That said, I think the amount of people that are, are into this app now are more than we saw back in November. Obviously we only saw DJ right at 10 bucks. We're going to see some guys get, get through that $10 threshold. Probably all four of these guys, my bet would be make it through that double digit mark by the end of the IPO closing hour. That said, that doesn't mean there's no value in them. So any of these guys, in order to finish above and pay out $10 uh, per share, let me see what we got. You got to finish in essentially 11th or better. So any one of these guys, you know, the top four, I think are pretty safe bets. If you look at the odds markets in terms of finishing in the top 10 this week, they're all minus odds. So uh, there's still a ton of value there. Should they even break through that $10 threshold? That's right. And those payouts are being paid by uh, your position here. So just to give a couple of examples, uh, the winner will pay out the full $25 per share. You go a little bit further down, uh, a a 10th place would pay out $10.50 a share. You go even further than that, 25th, that would be $5.25 a share. So even as we get lower here, the mid-tier guys, there's plenty of value because really all they have to do, Joe, is beat out their essentially their fair fair value finishing position. Absolutely. Yeah. And even if they finish right below that, it's not like you're you're losing a ton on them. So if they finish right outside of that top 10, the payouts are still $9.50, $9. So the risk is pretty minimal if they finish 12th, but the upside is there. If you get one of these guys to cash and, and win the trophy and slip on that green jacket, freshly fitted to them on Sunday afternoon, uh, you're going to be making that big boom for 25 bucks a share, which is where we see the biggest payouts. All right, so let's talk about these guys. They're the four over nine dollars. Let's start there, Joe. I mean, uh, I don't. I guess it's the jock market. You don't have to choose between these guys. You could have shares of all four of them for all <laughs> I care, right? Like, go out, spend yeah. your money, go go do your thing. Uh, it's not like other fantasy formats where you might have to choose one guy or another. But I'm putting the question to you: uh, out of these four, JT, DJ, Bryson, or Rom, is there one that you would feel more comfortable with investing over another? So. It's a little different because I, of the four guys here, I bet Justin Thomas. Um, he's sort of he's going to be my one and done guy. He's the guy at the top of the board that I bet. Now that said, I think that the the variance and where he could finish, I think that there's flaws in his game. Um, and what I mean by that is sometimes he gets a little leaky off the tee. Sometimes he doesn't putt great. Um, those two weaknesses can really expose you at Augusta, but I think the upside there for JT is to win. He's my pick over the last, I think, six years. I looked at the data. He's number one in greens from regulation at Augusta National, which you hit a lot of greens. It can kind of mitigate poor putting um, in the sense that you don't have to make quite as many because you're on every green more than the other players in the field. His ball striking has been fantastic. Comes obviously off the win at the Players' Championship uh, has improved his finishing position nearly every time he's teed it up at Augusta. I think the stars are aligning here. That said, if I'm going for the safest play, I think it's DJ. I think that's about right. And yeah, you mentioned uh, the the thing that everyone's talking about is that uh, Justin Thomas has improved his finishing position every year. Well, he finished fourth in November, Joe. There's only there's only <laughs> a few more spots you can go if that, way, trend, if that trend wants to continue. And if you want to win, put your username, your jock market username in the chat because I've already got the first winner. And we are giving 20 jock bucks 
to you, Dominic Walton, D.E. Walton 8. Congratulations. We'll get $20 in your account. I mean, we won't. We'll send it. Out. I'm going to send an email and then the jog market guys are going to throw the money in the account. But we are off and running. If you want a crack at 20 jock bucks, leave your jock market username in the chat. And also hit the like button. It certainly goes a long way. The next tier of golfers, Joe, and we're certainly going to see movement in this tier. So the next four, Cantlay, Shoffley, Rory, Burger. Uh, now, there, I think there are a lot more question marks in this tier. Rory, I think, is somewhat of a question mark. Xander, I think, is somewhat of a question mark. How are we dealing with this set of golfers uh, over over one another? So, the thing with the Masters is there are so many lanes to choose in terms of what you're looking to isolate and trying to pick a winner. Um, do you want to go driving distance? Cause there's certainly plenty of stats out there that would tell you the guys who hit it the farthest are going to finish the best. There's also, you look at certain metrics and it will tell you that approach play dominates at Augusta. There's other ways that you can look at it where it's scrambling and short game. So, so you kind of have to pick a lane. My lane that I've kind of chosen this week. And I talked about it with Chad on the preferred lines. Um, is I think short game is going to play a big factor. And what I mean by that is getting up and down for par is going to be huge because I think that from all that I've heard, and I listened to your show and Mark Immelman is on the grounds there, and Kyle Porter have just said how balls are just bouncing off the green. Um, it's playing extremely firm. The greens are dried out and crispy, and the short and the in the areas just off the green are mowed down, so the ball tends to run off. If you don't hit a certain spot, you may not be able to hold it. So I think short game is going to play a big factor in making par instead of bogey on the par fours and getting up and down for birdie instead of par on the par fives. Now there's only a couple of guys in the world that I really think that short game benefits, and one of them I think is Patrick Cantlay. Um, I think that he's got the tightest short game of all these guys in this bunch. Xander's short game worries me a little bit. Rory's short game worries me a ton because his scrambling numbers have been really bad. I think he ranked 70th in what I looked at in an 88-man field in scrambling recently. So in terms of just being able to grind away if the tournament plays a little tougher, get up and down for par, I think that Cantlay sets up the best, in my opinion, of those four guys. I am uh, certainly on Team Cantlay for this week. He's been in just complete control of his game. He is currently, as I speak, $7.99. What does that mean? That means that he would have to finish essentially 15th or better to return you a profit. That would be $8 a share. But as you mentioned, Joe, if he finished, call it 20 20th, you'd lose a dollar fifty a share. It's not, you know, the end of the world, right? It's not like you either lose all your money or double it or triple it or anything like that. There are there are degrees of success to the jock market. And what you were referring to with with Mark and Kyle, and it, you know, we're lucky enough to have boots on the ground and guys that are laying eyes on on this course over the first couple of days. And and I take I trust those guys, and they tell me, you know, they can hear shots land uh, from sixty yards out, and that is not you usually something that you can do. Uh, we're hearing that, you know, and, I, and I've described the November Masters, Joe, as kind of like a track man championship, which is it's mm -hmm. so soft, soft and receptive. 
here's the number, DJ. It's 162. Go hit it 162. They can hit that number all day long. No problems. No worries. Uh, not so much this time. You might have to land it at 151, understand how it's going to spin, understand how it's going to release. You might be a little bit more creative this time around. It's not to say that I actually think DJ is very creative, but I just think it's going to look a lot different now than it did when all those scoring records fell in November. I couldn't agree more with your outlook on it. And I'm excited for this version of the Masters. This sort of gets me fired up when when the creativity and using the angles and the slopes and the mind really comes so much more into play, I think makes it for a much more exciting tournament. I think there's going to be a lot of these holes where you've almost got to play short if it's really that firm and run it up there versus going right at the pin. Like you said, there's other spots where you're going to have to play it off a back slope. You're going to have to watch your your spin, particularly we know the spin comes into play on 12 because you can run it right down that slope. It comes into play on 15 where you can run it right down that slope multiple times. Like I think we've seen Sergio and a number of guys do in the past. So I'm extremely excited for it, looking forward to it. And I think that uh, it should shape up to be a great, great Masters. As we were talking, and as Sammy is cool, 2130 was asking who he should bet. And as I was going to say, Patrick Cantlay was going to be the answer. Patrick Cantlay has now moved to the most expensive golfer in the jock market. He just moved about, I don't know, $1.50 over the Did course of the last. I think we might have. <laughs> that might have been that might have been the power hour bump of Patrick Cantlay up to $9.50. Dustin Johnson is $9.45. Bryson is $9.28. And oh, that man jordan spieth is now nine dollars joe we have talked uh ad nauseum about jordan spieth in the last week we this is a different format this is this is not a fantasy site this is not an outright this is not a top 10 bet how are we treating jordan spieth in the jock market when we assume my assumption is the public perception and sentiment on jordan spieth is pretty positive. How is that going to impact us here in the jock market? Yeah, I think I've seen some stuff that he's number either number one or two in the number of outright tickets. We know that he's yeah. probably going to finish uh, with certainty the highest owned golfer on DraftKings, um, mostly based on the price there. But the form is no joke. The course history is no joke. He's he's playing. I think last week was his best tee to green performance of his entire career. So the stars couldn't be aligning better this week for Jordan Spieth. But for me, Rick, I, I, I look at the guys right there around him, and I can pick between Spieth or I can pick Rom or Thomas or DeChambeau. And I just lean on those other guys because I've seen them do it, and I've seen them the last couple of years perform in these big-time events with stacked fields and the best players in the world, major championship-level events, WGC-type events, and I've seen them stack easily top fives together and go out and hoist trophies. So um, there's a lot to look forward to. I think that the price is going to get to a point based on the popularity that I've seen this week that I'd just rather pivot and go elsewhere. I think he's going to be, yeah, I think he's going to, this, this isn't stopping anytime soon at, at $9. Let's go a little <laughs> bit further, uh, a little bit further down. I've got Patrick Reed at $6 and 52 cents. I've got Colin Morikawa at six twenty-five. Webb Simpson, a hair over $6. And then Paul Casey, who was the other, you know, I, I went down to the strip. I was telling you this, Joe, I went down to the strip. I made two big bets. They were Casey and they were Cantlay. So obviously that tells you how I feel about Paul Casey, but this is, this is a different format. This is again, the jock market. This is not an outright ticket 
where odds are in play. It's just kind of a different strategy. Totally. Did you go down to the Circa? I love Circa. Yeah. They're, Circa, <laughs> it looks Circa so is not, awesome They're there, not man. paying for this, but if you're listening, Circa, you can gladly pay me. It is awesome yeah. there. They, it's, it's a brand new sports book. It's insane. It looks incredible. And they laid yeah. some juicy odds. I saw your tweet earlier this week. But for me, Rick, um, so look, I came prepared tonight with, with, a, with some collateral here, a prop. Oh. I created, now this is proprietary information. I don't know if you guys can see this. We're going to zoom in on but it. This is a <laughs> master's checklist for your yep. winner. Okay. So yep. this is loosely based on Dave Tyndale, right? Yeah. Uh, what yep, he put yep. together. But this is my personal master's checklist. OWGR 15th or better. Age under 40. Sorry. Top okay. 25 previous year. Course history. Has he won at Augusta? Did he top 15 in the Florida swing? Has he won this year? Can the guy putt? And does he have short game? And you know who it ends up with? Oh, no. Who checks That's all good. of these boxes? Every Show single me. one of them. There that he is. Man. That man right there, baby. I think that's going to be – look, I think that I've, it's been relatively quiet around Patrick Reed this week, and I don't really see why. I think a lot of stuff aligns really well for him, particularly, like I said, the avenue that I'm kind of taking is the ability to get up and down from par from anywhere, the ability to scramble, the ability to be creative, and you got to make putts. And I think he's the best putter on tour right now. I think he's got one of the best set of hands on tour right now. So I really like Patrick Reed. I'll be having some shares of him as long as it doesn't get too out of control over the next 30 minutes. Everybody bid up Joe on those shares of Patrick <laughs> Reed. We know you want to. Um, all right, let's do a little little bit of a reset here. So uh, here's where we're at. We are about 21, 22 minutes away from the jock market closing in the IPO phase. So what you're bidding on right now in 22-ish minutes, those shares are going to be allocated to you. And then the live trading as- aspect of this. And I don't know if you remember this, Joe. Wow, was this really five or six months ago? We, you and I had a pizza bet. We did a pizza yeah, bet. That was the Masters. That was the Masters because <laughs> I, I sold – our pizza bet was who would have the better ROI or something like that yeah. over the dock market. And I sold Rory on Thursday because he got off to a bad start. And I said, you know what? I'm out. I sold shares of Rory. Uh, if I would have held on to him, we made a great comeback. He finished T10 or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I would have beat you. Instead, I sent pizza to your house for, for yeah. you and, and the fam, which was – yeah. I, can't, I can't believe that was like five or six months ago. It's crazy. I know. I know. We've come so long so so far since then but yeah so I, I put out a little tweet um last weekend actually kind of showing you how the the how stuff works in play right it gives you there's a bid price there's an ask price you can go back and check out that tweet but that's sort of the beauty of this jock market app that makes it so different and so unique is that once this thing kicks off tomorrow night you can follow it you know we're all gonna have four little bubble screens up we're gonna have it on the big screen we're gonna have all the windows open on the computer the the viewing experience for the masters is like no other um, so you can enjoy it you can keep your jock market app up at all times and you can find some opportunities there because it's a ton of fun to bid sort of while the event's going on if you have not hit the like button, please do so. If you have not deposited on Jock Market, now is the time because the code POWER50 will give you a $50 deposit bonus. It's the best deposit bonus we've ever had. And if you would like $20 free dollars to Jock Market, like our man T-Flaw, 
tfloss321 has just won then make sure to put your jock market username in the chat congratulations terry we'll get you on the list we'll get that money over into your account so all of those things are going on for this week and let me pull up the jock market as it currently stands we have patrick cantley still at the top joe jordan spieth has made a move nine dollars and 73 cents he's now the second most expensive golfer in the jock market and i see a guy who i know you are a big big fan of he's still hanging out here at five dollars and 67 cents i talked about question marks with roy mcelroy i talked about question marks with xander shoffley there is no bigger question mark than the one that sits next to the name of brooks kepka the ultimate boomer bust this week i think is what we're looking at with brooks um you hear such conflicting reports and I've even heard it. You know, I, I know Mayo's got his guy that says he's striping it. Great. I saw you say he's not, I said not so, so much. I know. Um, I, I've heard it. I've heard things similarly in multiple aspects. So I've heard him. I've heard him walking very gingerly. I've heard people say that the guy's ready. Right. So you don't really know. Um, it's hard to really glean much. I talked to Chad about this too. It's hard to really glean much from a Brooks presser. Because he's going to show you no chinks in the armor before Thursday. He's going to tell you that it feels great. Um, you know, that's just the type of the sort of ego that comes with Brooks Kepka and part of the reason that I love him so much. Uh, but yeah, I, he worries me a little bit in this type of format. Now, I have an outright bet on him because if, if that bet, if, he, if he's there and he's ready, he can win. If he finishes fourth or misses the cut, you lose either way. Jock market's a little bit different in that. it's going to depend on his price, right? If he stays in this sort of range, I can very much see myself talking myself into making some plays on him, but I expect him to creep up. I expect him to get more. Um, He looks good, but then he, and then it's just like, how can you, we know the, the aspect of walking Augusta is not easy, uh, especially the hilliness and the downhills. And he can't really, he looks like Spider-Man when he's putting right now. So, um, I just don't know if he's ready, man. And I have some people that are pretty close to the, the Kepka circle uh, down here in Florida who, who weren't expecting at all him to be back anytime this soon. So I'm shocked that he's playing. I'm rooting for him, but I just don't know this week. What are, what's your sentiment? Where do you sit on Brooks? Uh, I, I generally have no idea. I, I mean, I've, I've luckily, you know, I've seen a lot of his swings this week. I've seen him walk around a lot. I've, I've, I've seen it live and I've seen him hit one shot that I'm like, how is this guy even doing this right now? It's impressive. First of all, I'm, cl- I'm incredibly impressed. He's even trying and I'll see a swing that looks so good. And then he follows it up with a swing. And I'm like, Oh my God, that looked like it hurt like that. That looked like it hurt from here. I can't imagine what he's doing. So I, I really don't know, Joe, I think in this format, it's, it's probably not for me in the jock market because I think, you know, if he misses the cut, you're, you're, you're sitting on a buck a share. You might lose four or $5 a share when this is all said and done, depending on what his number gets to. Um, I would, I think we were talking before. I, I would rather, um, almost just bet him outright and not ever worry about anything else. Like I just, I just don't know if this is the format for him. I think so too. I'm, I'm kind of with you there. And it's like, we're talking about a guy who had surgery on his knee playing one of the most undulating golf courses on the planet three weeks later. I mean, I think he said that he's got like an internal brace with screws inside of like the skin on his knee, like inside of his leg. We're not talking about an exterior brace that you put on. He's got an interior brace on his knee of some sort. I've never even heard of this, but I can't believe he's playing good on him for giving it a go. But 
I think that there's a lot, there may be too many question marks for me in this format. Uh, checking back in on the jock market again, this is going to close. This IPO phase is going to close just before nine o'clock. So we've got about 17 ish minutes. Um, a couple of guys, I, I think I saw some questions in the chat and I like these guys. So I kind of wanted to bring them up. Matthew Fitzpatrick, or excuse me, Matt Fitzpatrick is what he wants to go by now. $6 and 30 cents. I think he has been, I, I don't think he has been, if you just sort by, you know, uh, January 1st, 2021 to now. He's been one of the best players on planet Earth. I love what Matt Fitzpatrick has been doing. And then another name down here, uh, Joaquin Neiman, $5.42. You know, we we model these guys, Joe. We try to determine what's important at every single course and the things that I deemed important at Augusta National. When I ran that, when I said, okay, give me those guys that are playing well in those, in those areas lately, uh, Joaquin Neiman's name kept popping up. Did it really? Yeah, I know that actually both of those guys, interestingly enough, have have added some distance to their game recently, and I think that it's paid dividends for both of them. Um, Neiman, the the whole narrative of of debutant, not worry you too much here with Neiman. Is this his first? He didn't play in November, so he had COVID in November. Oh, that's remember? right. That's so right. he was supposed to play, play, and he had the COVID and had to pull out. And he didn't play as an amateur. Not that it matters, but I thought he was. Uh... Oh, I no, I think you're right. The year I'll, I'll look it up, but I will generally okay. say, um, I think yes, so, yes, yes, it is a concern because the, the idea of having the experience around this place, I will say this, and this is something that I don't think has been covered enough. Uh, when, when we talk about correlated courses, there is another Dr. Alistair McKenzie course on the planet Earth that mm. gets very firm and very fast the way that I expect Augusta National to play this time around, and it's Royal Melbourne where they held the President's Cup. And I'm wondering if some of these presidents – I mean, do you remember that week? It was like yeah. you had to land the ball 10 yards short and get it to go to the spot. I, I think there's a strong crossover – between some of these guys, and I like some of the guys that played there. That Joaquin Neiman, yes, of course, the lack of experience around Augusta National concerns me, but there's a price for everybody, Joe. You know it, buddy. That's <laughs> the that's that's actually a great point on the President's Cup course because we had guys like Neiman, we had guys like Answer, we had guys like Sung J M who all played very well there for the team. And then we have Patrick Cantlay, and these guys play very good for the U.S. team. So that's a great sort of comp. And like you said, uh, there's always a price. There's always a price, and that price for Jordan Spieth is at least $10 because that's where he's at right now. He has taken the lead <laughs> in the jock market. He is the most expensive golfer, and a $10 uh, per share price would indicate that he needs to finish now inside the top 10, Joe. We're at that point. We need Jordan Spieth, if he wants to return a profit to his investors, to finish inside the top 10. If you had to guess what he closes at in about 12 minutes. What do you think it's going to be? I'll say 1075. I think the majority of the bids have kind of already come into them. And now anyone who's willing to, to sort of pay this amount per share, I think is going to look at Rom. I think they're going to look at Thomas. I think they're going to look at Deshambo. These guys that are, are 75 cents to a dollar cheaper. And I think that's where kind of the late money is going to come in. Um, one thing to keep in mind with Spieth. So these projected ranks, and we're working with Jack Market on this, but take look at that, 36 this week. So about half, that's what breaks all ties in the Jack Market. So if he finishes in a tie for third with five other guys, that's what's going to break your tie. Now, at 36, just 
a little less than half of the field is going to beat him in that tiebreaker. So definitely something to keep in mind with Spieth, particularly when you look at those guys right under him who are all, you know, if they finish in any sort of tie, they're all going to they're all going to take it. Yeah, absolutely right. Looking a bit further down the board, Cantlay still holding strong. DJ hanging in there at nine and a half bucks. So these are the names that we are expecting to shape up. And the name uh, that has just earned themselves $20 in jock bucks is Robert Sparks. Sparkamo, congratulations. You are on the board. We'll get you set up with 20 jock bucks. And that means we've got two more to give away. I'll give one away probably uh, as we get closer to IPO or dirt, I don't know. We'll figure that out as, as IPO closes and then one at the end of the show. So make sure that your username is in the chat, your jock market username so that we can get, uh, get that money over to you. Okay. Uh, let's talk some long shots here. Cause there was a question in the chat about this, Joe, and these are the guys that are really going to move, uh, move the needle. If you can get a lot of shares of them and if they can make a move, I see Ryan Palmer, $4 and a quarter, Tommy Fleetwood, $4, Max Homa, $4. I mean, this is the masters. There are big names floating around in the three and $4 range. Yeah, it is. And you know, I actually, it feels like a similar spot. So I came in and had a bunch of shares on Tommy last year at the masters when his form wasn't great. And he, he, he didn't finish tremendously, but I think I got him around this $4 price point and he ended up making some good money. So those kind of guys, I'm surprised, you know, things have gotten very quiet over the last two weeks on the Lee Westwood front. And let's not forget that Lee Westwood always comes here and competes no matter the form. Take into account that he basically finished second all the way through the Florida swing that he played with the exception of the Honda. So surprised to kind of see him down there. And I think Max Home is going to play well. I saw a cool tweet from Justin Ray earlier that uh, Max Homa had 10 birdies last year and missed the cut, which is the second most birdies a player has ever had in a missed cut at the Masters. So he was able to score on some holes. I think if he can mitigate some of the blowups and the double bogeys and the bogeys, uh, we know that his game is so dialed in right now that he's going to be able to score on the par fives. He's one of the best par five scorers on tour right now. They're all short enough for him. Um, should he be able to do that, he can make a cut. And I think definitely as someone we can look to uh, to like finish 30th or better this week, he's only $4 right now. So it's good value there on that, all of them. I do love that. You're the guys in the next page here that I like. I see a Phil Mickelson at $3.50. And uh, if, if you listen to anything I say, I, I, I'm not a Phil guy. I never get I know you Phil, are. Phil, but it's time. I believe it is time. The metrics are much more in Phil's favor. He's gained strokes in four of his last five starts, something he hasn't done in over two years, and it could not be peaking at the perfect time. Uh, I, I don't know what I would get to on Phil, so let's see. Let's see. Let's say he goes for $4. He would have to finish about 32nd. So 30, let's call it top 30 for Phil. Does Phil have a top 30 in him this week? I think so. I'm laughing because because I I thought he was I was on him at Pebble. Remember, I had a bunch of yeah. you like, don't take Phil. You can't. He's yeah. done. Kind of like, and now now we're here at another place that he loves, and, and Rick change. likes him, and I'm off of him. But um, yeah, I think that Phil. You know, there's another guy there in in Fratelli who's not playing great, but he had the tremendous finish in the November Masters. Kevin Na, I think, can go pretty well this week. So there are some guys out here. Zach Johnson's in good form right now coming into a Masters where he's won a green jacket before. Ian Poulter typically plays well at the Masters. I mean, these guys are all under three bucks a share. So 
These are good quality players who I think all have top 20 upside. And if you can get them in the two, three dollar range, um, you could just put all your shares right there. And I think have a good return this week if you want to. Okay, let's go a little bit further down this board here. And again, we are probably closing this IPO in about eight or nine minutes, maybe a little bit less, seven or eight minutes just before nine o'clock Eastern time. This IPO is going to close. So make sure you get your bids in. Going a little bit further, uh, this is where we start to get into some names that I have serious concerns about Joe. I don't, you know, we've seen, we've got a past champion here in, in Zach Johnson. We have Kevin Kisner at $2 and 75 cents. We have burned Wiesberger who to his credit has played here five times and never missed a cut. Is there anyone in this range that might be worth an investment or two? You know, I do like Zach Johnson. I think that Kisner, you know, obviously being an Aiken, Georgia guy is familiar with this region, has had some good Masters finishes before. We saw him not play too poorly at the match play a couple of weeks ago. Cameron Champs down there, which I really don't know what to do with. I know that um, he top 20 at the last Masters. I know that he makes a lot of birdies and eagles, and he has the length to take advantage of this place. I think he put together two pretty solid rounds last week at the Valero, so maybe he found a little bit something. I'm just thinking upside here, right? I'm looking for a guy who can who can pop in top ten, and then you have a couple of former, you know, European Ryder Cup guys who who've played great at the Masters. You have Francisco Molinari and Danny Willett, both right there in the low two dollar range. Both are struggling to find form and find their game again. But I think that those are the type of guys that you look at and think if things go their way this week, if things play tough, if it's a, if it's the type of golf course where par is going to be good um, and the finishing score is around 8 to 12 under par, I think that these guys could find themselves in the top 15 potentially. All right, let's pull up the big board once again. Jordan Spieth holding strong at $10 even. Hasn't budged off that number yet, but his good buddy Justin Thomas is closing the gap $9.91. I'm just trying to look at these guys here, Joe, and kind of just compare it to... You know, the odds, right? The the, yeah. the just straight outright odds. And I think maybe the biggest discrepancy, well, first of all, John Rahm, I guess, would be because most places have him as one of the top players. He is currently sixth in the jock market. But the other one I noticed was all the way down here was Tony Finau. $5.75. He's behind guys like Matt Fitzpatrick, Victor Hovland, Cam Smith, Sung Im, where he has shorter odds to win this golf tournament than those guys. And we've talked about it, right? Finau is tailor-made for the jock market because you yeah. don't have to win. Top five Tony is consistently paying people out on here. That said, I was on him last week at the Valero. He played like crap. Didn't play real great at the Players' Championship either. Um, so I'm a little bit worried about the form coming in with Tony. But, yeah, I think in comparison to the odds boards, he's probably – he's, what, around 25 to 30 to 1, and he's way down there. The other guy, uh, you know, still we talked about him earlier is Brooks. Like most books right now are in that 20 to 25 to 1 range on Brooks. I think they've seen a lot of tickets. I think there's been a lot of chatter about him, and he's the 18th guy right now currently on the pricing list and in, in sorted by IPO. So those are a couple of guys that sort of stick out to me in relation to a betting odds board right now. 
All right, so how we normally do this is uh, as the IPO phase is about to close and there's a couple of minutes left, we let Joe go do his thing, make his bids, and then we make fun of all the guys that he got afterwards, and then we make fun of him for uh, the guys that he got outbid on. So, Joe, uh, has your strategy in the last couple of weeks, you know, we're, we're kind of targeting five to seven golfers somewhere in there. This is a smaller field. Obviously, the pricing is a, is, is, is a bit more active than we've seen in recent weeks how do you intend to battle this ipo in the last couple minutes so i'm going to stick around my normal target range in terms of five to seven players that's my goal each week i think that's where i've sort of found my comfort zone here but it's master's week it's time to empty the accounts boys this is the super bowl don't leave anything left in there spend it all um, and have a lot of fun this week. You know, it's it's one of those weeks where you can't necessarily be upset if you lose a little bit of money because it's all about the fun. It's all about the game of, that we love and we love to bet on. So do your best, but empty that account. It's time to go. If there was ever a time to empty the account, I think it is now. Okay, Joe, we are going to bid you adieu. Joe is going to tell us when the IPO phase is closed uh, so that I can change that handy dandy light behind me. But here we go. In the next three or four minutes, this IPO is going to close. Your bids are going to come in right now. Your phone, your notifications, your Apple watches, whatever you have, probably all going off because everyone's outbidding you. And the top of the board looks like this. The two guys at the top, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, both $10 a share as I speak to you right now. What does that mean? It means they need to finish inside the top 10 to return you money. If they finish seventh, for example, that would be worth $12 a share. If they finish 15th, for example, that would be worth $8 a share. So right now they are 10 bucks a piece. Patrick Cantlay, who we all seem to love, is $9.80. I think he'll get through the $10 mark. Our defending champion, Dustin Johnson, is $9.45, while Bryson DeChambeau and John Rahm are the only other two golfers over $9. There is a big gap, and there are only two golfers in the $8 range. One of them is Rory McIlroy trying to complete the career Grand Slam. He's $8.01. What does that mean? He has to finish inside the top 15 to return you money per share. If you think Rory can do that, you are a buyer at $8. Xander Shoffley is the other golfer in that range. This IPO could close at any point in the next, call it minute or two, minute or three, one to three minutes or so. I'm going to give our dashboard a refresh here. And this is usually when the chat gets very quiet. If you don't want to be quiet in the chat, leave your jock market handle so that you can win 20 jock bucks. And we are still holding strong with two guys at the top, Spieth and Thomas, at $10 a piece. Down in the $7 range, Daniel Berger, Webb Simpson, Patrick Reed, Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, and Paul Casey. You know, Paul Casey's getting a lot of love in all formats this week, not seeing as much here in the jock market. A $7 uh, share price would indicate that he needs to finish just 17th or better to return a profit to his investors. So Paul Casey, $7.02, that would be the guy that I would be bidding on right now. A little bit further down the board, we have a past champion in Adam Scott sitting at $5.30. That means he would need to finish inside the top 25 if he were going to return you a profit per share. And then going a little bit further, we've got names like Abraham Answer, Brian Palmer, and Tommy Fleetwood. 
we are probably now in the window. The window that at any point, there is this 90-second window where the IPO phase is going to close randomly. It means it could close now or now or now or now, or it could close in 60 seconds. So we are definitely in that window, and we are seeing huge movement at the top. John Rom caught steam. He was sitting there. He was lurking. Everyone waiting to the last minute. He is now the most expensive golfer in the jock market for this week. John Rom is a favorite in the jock market. He is routinely one of the highest-priced golfers that we get. Justin Thomas has surpassed Jordan Speed. Dustin Johnson has surpassed Jordan Speed. All four of those golfers over $10. Bryson DeChambeau is trying to close the gap on Patrick Cantlay, unable to do so at the moment, and we still have the two golfers alone that are sitting in the $8 range. They, the movement on Kepka has been slow. It's been a little bit steady. He's at $6.67. That is implying he needs to finish inside the top 20 to return you a profit per share. If you think Brooksy can do it, if you think he can hobble his way around Augusta National and get you a top 20, you are a buyer on Brooks at $6.67. Sergio Garcia, our 2017 champion who's been ball striking the heck out of it, is $5.75. That means he needs to finish 23rd or better. I think this we got to close any second. This is, I mean, we are up against it here. We're still open right now. We are still open. Uh, this might be the latest one we had. A, okay, there it is. It's over. That's it. That's it. Yeah. The IPO is closed. That was a Man. long one. That was good. That was good. There was a flurry of activity. I think, oh, wow. So, Rom, it appears that Rom ended up, like you said, finishing the top. So, he was like fifth down there, made a late charge. No surprise, like we talked about. He is a favorite on the jock market. Yes. Um, looks like followed by so we had four guys over 10. So it's Rom, Thomas, DJ, Spieth, which I think for the most part kind of mirrors the odds board. Um, and I think all those guys, uh, if you got shares of any of them, present some value to basically top 10 this week, right? That's all they got to do to pay you out. Yeah, those were the four guys that we were kind of uh, looking at. Maybe I think those are the four guys at the top of the show. We were like, oh yeah, they'll stay together. They'll they'll stay whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna give um, I'm gonna give this a second just to make sure I have all the right data. But let me let me draw another winner here. I just had the name handy. It is going to be. Let me make sure this is the one that I had. Yes. Um, you know what? No, I'm not ready to do that yet. Joe, how many guys did you end up with here? Okay, so let's see. I believe I had six, but they haven't transferred over to my holdings yet. So I'm not sure if I got all of them. There may have been seven, but as soon as they get over there, um, I'll let you know exactly who I have. But I did what I said. I emptied. Okay, so I finished with seven guys. That was it. They're officially in the holdings. Okay, here, before we get to those, I found it. This is the name I was looking for. Catalina Wine Mixer. Congratulations. You got 20 bucks coming in jock bucks. I've got one more giveaway. We'll do it at the end of the show. Make sure your jock market username is in the chat. Thank you very much. Joe, let's talk about the shares that you got. Okay, uh, let's do it. So I have went big at the top on Justin Thomas. Um, so he was the guy that I bet. I had a $10.50 price point on Justin Thomas, which was my target price, um, and ended up paying $10.26 for him. So he's my big one at the top. The guy that I wasn't expecting to have, Rick, but I ended up on because he he barely cleared the $8 mark was Rory. Um, shocked at that price. I think that I'm willing to overlook some of the recent 
struggles. You know, we call them struggles, but he's still basically top 10 his way through all of Florida and at the WGC. So it's it ain't that bad. Um, and we know that the upside is there. I think he's a little bit under the radar this week. I did go Brooks. Uh, I thought you would. I mean, 680, basically, he's got a top 20, right? I like that. I think that the upside is there where if he's healthy, uh, he can win. Um, And then a couple of guys a little bit lower down was was Colin Morikawa, um, Jason Day, and then I rounded it out with two guys cheap in the low threes, which was Gary Woodland and Bubba. So I didn't think I was going to take Bubba, but noticed him down there. I think if it plays tough, I think his creativity, I think his course history, I think a lot of this sets up pretty nicely for his his left-handed swing and his ability to sort of maneuver the ball around Augusta, which is why he's had success here in the past, um, may present some opportunity there. So those are my seven. Um, roast away. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. I, I The word that you use, creativity, I think is going to be critically important this week. Bubba certainly has that. Uh, I, I can't really roast these. I think you know what you've gotten yourself into. Was there anyone that you were really targeting that you didn't get access to? Yeah, so one guy that was big, and I saw somebody got me at the very end. So I had uh, $6.10 for a lot of shares on Sungjae M that I wanted. I feel like it's been a little bit quiet on Sungjae. I just think that his ability to strike the hell out of the ball and in his iron play was sets up really nicely for him. And I just got outbid at the last minute. So I'll be paying close attention as this thing goes on. Any of you guys that snaked him from me at $6 and 20 want to let him go for a little bit cheaper than that. I'll make a bid for you. All right. So this is now, so we, IPO is closed. We are now entering the live trading portion of the jock market which is from now until this event is over you can buy and sell golfers uh wherever you like so joe you know i i told the story earlier i made the mistake on rory mcelroy i i gave up too soon uh how do you envision like this the shorter field the idea that most of the best guys are going to get through the cut does that change anything in regards to your post ipo strategy a little bit, yeah. I think a lot of it ultimately depends on the player. Um, so if I see Rory um, or Justin Thomas struggling a little bit early on, that doesn't worry me so much because they do that a lot and they can get red hot and they can have that Friday round where they get themselves right back into contention. And when they're in contention, their ratio of closing the event is pretty good. Um, other guys like Jason Day and maybe Bubba, if I'm looking at them early and it just doesn't feel like they have it this week. Now, they were two of the, you know, I like to take notice of the, the caddy numbers um, because basically the caddy, the number on the back of your caddy is it correlates to when you checked in at the tournament. So how long have you been there? Right. Yeah. I think that Bubba and Jason Day have two, both have single digits numbers. So they've been on site for a while. They've been working on their game. I've heard from several people that um, they've looked appeared pretty dialed in. Apparently, Jason Day is, is taking this very seriously and putting in a ton of effort. So, yeah, but they're, they're the type of guys where if things aren't going right for them, I may look to unload. 
All right, I've got the uh, – I forgot to do this. Let me show you the final. So we we did get John Rahm closing out at $10.44. The other three golfers that closed uh, above $10 were Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, and Jordan Spieth. Patrick Cantley did not move off of that $9.80 number that he was holding there for the last mm-hmm. minute or so. I'm just trying to see – you know, I'm, I'm surprised here, Joe, because Paul Casey at $7.06. This is what we talk about. We almost get an insight into fantasy ownership on Wednesday nights because there is – Nothing, nothing more clear than putting your money where your mouth is in the jock market. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I, I was expecting, and I guess maybe he is compared to his his outright odds. But I was actually expecting a bit more momentum for Paul Casey. Same, same. I think those three guys right there in a row between Casey, Brooks, and Fitzpatrick, I felt a lot of momentum coming in on those guys. So shocked a little bit to see them come in under Morikawa, under Hovland, under Reed, under Webb. Like you you felt like the momentum was there for those guys. Paul Casey, it seems like everything is aligning perfectly for him. Um, the great finish at the players, the great track record at Augusta National the win over at the, what was it, the Dubai or the Omega Masters or the the European Tour version of the Masters or whatever you want to call it. So, um, yeah, a little bit shocked to see him, you know, just barely clear the $7 mark for sure. Uh, Max Homa, who we talked about, closed at $4.56. That's a pretty good price. Going down to the second page, you have shares of Bubba Watson at $3.88. Phil Mickelson, my guy, $3.50. You mentioned Cam Champ. He closed at $3.31. I'm trying to see if there's any big shockers here. Uh, Tyler Strafacci, he's an amateur. He is $1.25. Basically, if he makes the cut, he's going to pay for himself <laughs> there. Um, who's guess- who's bidding up the shares of, of Sandy Lyle to $1.26 is what I want to <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah i uh i don't know if there's any surprise I, I guess maybe the the continued fall of gary woodland you know i thought maybe he would have caught more steam because he had a top 10 last week and i think people might have thought oh he's back he's back i i did not agree with that but uh this is a tough look for gary at this point yeah i think that gary's definitely was very cheap this week i think that he had the great finish but i watched a lot of it last week and he was getting up and down from everywhere. And he was ending up in very fortunate positions to get up and down, which which felt like there was a little bit of a roll of the dice and maybe a little bit of a luck factor there where had he been two feet to the left or two feet to the right, he would have been in big trouble, but it just ended up in a fortunate spot. I worry about Gary's short game here. I worry if he's going to make enough putts. But yeah, I think the clear guy that sticks out if he plays well is Phil. $3.50, I think, is a bargain for him. Um, if you say that the stats are telling you that he's playing better golf, I trust your data more than just about anybody in the industry. So at that point, I think that he makes for, for a good play there. $3.50 means he has to finish 35th or better. So if Phil's got a... 20 a t27 in him he's making his uh he's making his investors some money and then uh there was a couple other names or at least one other name i'm trying to figure out oh let me resort this by uh by price here uh the guy that i don't think we mentioned in the show is is Corey connors and Corey is again going to be incredibly popular this week he we got him here for five dollars and 55 cents in the jock market that's essentially asking him to finish 23rd or better i like Corey's chances to finish 23rd or better i'm not so high on Corey. um i i i don't know why i just don't feel like he makes enough putts there are there he was terrible with his short game last week at the valero 
I think that he's a tremendous ball striker. I think that he should theoretically set up pretty well here. I just don't think that there's enough top five or win equity at court. You know, there's a couple of other guys. Let me make sure that I have this data right here that are that are very surprising to me um, that I wanted to ask you about. Okay, so here, two guys that normally go through Augusta National very well um, have played here for probably 20 years, all with tremendous track records. They're both under $4. $3.85 is Matt Kuchar, who's playing pretty well, and $3.81 is Justin Rose, which is very surprising to me as well. I know there's injury concerns there, but any thoughts on either of those plays for you, Rick? Yeah, so I, I am generally out on both of these guys. I will say I will say this. Um, Kuchar's been more impressive than I'd like to give him credit for. You know, he played, uh, you could argue the match play, though you can rekind, you know, you can get a lot of magic in the match playing. You don't have to play all that well and you can win matches, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But uh, the the big thing that I think Kuchar is he played well at Valero. I think he's playing better than I want to give him credit for. So I would much mm-hmm. prefer these two guys separated by four cents. Uh, to have to have been invested in Kucher over Rose at this point, even though I'm not okay. a huge fan of either of them, if that makes Got sense. Got it. Got it. Um, okay, Joe, this yeah. has been the Jock Market Power Hour for the Masters. Now we are. This is just. This is just IPO. The rest of it starts. Now it's going to be a lot of fun. I've got twenty more dollars to give away, but um, you know, uh, holistically for the Masters, let, let's just get on the record here. When we get to Sunday evening, uh, who will be slipping into a green jacket? I'm going to stay on brand with what I've said all week this week, and it's going to be Justin Thomas. All right, Justin Thomas is Joe's pick to win. My pick to win is Patrick Cantlay, and I've also got another winner. I can I always write the names down, and then I can never find it. It is uh I don't know. I can't find the comment. It is Stevie Two Points. Stevie Two Points, congratulations on your uh now 20 new dollars in your jock market account. We'll get that over to the guys over at Jock Market so they can credit those accounts as quickly as possible. Um, but yeah, Joe, this has been a lot of fun. This has been a big one. I think that the in-game this this just this is just the starting point. I think the in-game stuff is gonna be a lot of fun as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So looking forward to the next four days that Jock Market brings. I will try to uh, tweet out as much as possible. Ask me questions, respond to any DMs throughout the week, try to give you guys a little bit of insight to to help us all make money together sort of as this community that that we've been fortunate enough that Jock Market has given us the space to, to sort of build. So it's been a ton of fun since we started this at the front of the year. I think that this is the culmination. I think it's going to be a record breaking week for them. Uh, And I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait until things tee up tomorrow. Keep supporting them. We'll keep getting additions like favoriting to the site. Things will keep improving. The markets will get more liquid. Uh, Hit the like button on your way out. If you have not signed up for Jock Market, now is the best time. The best promo code we've ever had. It's Power50. It is a $50 deposit bonus. I wish you all the best of luck. It is going to be one hell of a week. But for now, that's Joe Idoni. You can find him on Twitter at Torpix. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been your Jock Market Power Hour. We'll see you next week.